What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today is part two of my year in review podcast. So I did Blackjack Real Estate Year in Review on the last one. If you missed it, go back and listen to that one. And today is Seven Figure Flipping Year in Review. So this company, and then my personal year in review for 2020. And I'll give you a little uh, insider tip for this podcast. I got I didn't really hold anything back and I probably shared way too much about myself. So uh, hopefully that's okay with you guys. I got a little bit vulnerable, shared some things that I probably wouldn't normally share with like 25,000 of my closest friends. But um, I don't know if you listen to this and it resonates with you, take a screenshot of it, tag me uh, on social media and let me know. It's uh, it really would mean a lot to me because I definitely, um, I definitely shared the goods here and um, hopefully that's okay with uh, Lucy and everybody around me, but I think it will be. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping that this one will help a lot of people out there. And I know that a lot of you are going through a tough time in 2020. I had a tough personal year in, in this year and, uh, and I could have used some advice like this myself. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And here we go, year in review. My name is Bill Allen and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, I am back with part two of this uh, year in review. So I talked about Blackjack Real Estate on the most recent podcast, and then this next one is about seven-figure flipping and also my personal life. So I'm going to talk about my personal life and journey. And then we're going to next, next up, we're going to do some goal setting for 2021 and some different things. Uh, maybe show you behind the scenes a little bit on some of the things we're doing inside the mastermind group for uh, goal setting for you in 2021 that hopefully helps you even if you're not a member. So um, today we're going to talk about seven-figure flipping and also my personal life. And I'm not sure how deep I'm going to go in my personal journey, but 2020 was a big challenge for me personally. So uh, let's just jump in. You guys heard some of the good things in uh, some of the struggles that we had inside Blackjack, some of the transitions that we're making inside the company. And if you missed that podcast, go back and listen to it. Um, it should let you behind the scenes a little bit. Everybody thinks that, um, I don't know, everything I touch turns to gold, uh, like I talked about last year, but uh, that's obvious. It's not true in this podcast and also uh, in any business that I have and run and own and also in my personal life. So we think that we're the only ones that are going through this. We think that we're the only ones struggling. We're on an island by ourselves. And that's what's so amazing about the Seven Figure Flipping Mastermind group is we get together and we get to talk about all the struggles that we have and, and the wins. And we get to revel in, in both. Like we get to work together in all of it. And you realize that you're not the only one that's going through it. And the more that you talk about some of the problems that you're having, some of the issues, some of the struggles, you realize that there's so many other people that are going through the same thing. And you can have 10 people in a room and when you finally speak up and say, hey, I'm going through this or I'm having this problem, you'll be shocked to know that probably half the room is going through the same thing. They're just too afraid to talk about it or don't want to share. So the second somebody breaks that and starts talking about it openly, you, you get so many people that, that are willing to open up because you got vulnerable and talked about it. So that's why I do these podcasts. This is why this is the second year in a row that I'm willing to show you behind the curtain, everything that's going on. Um, and also put my goals out there to you guys. So you see that I hold myself accountable and you can hold me accountable too. So 
I went back and listened to all the things that I talked about last year for 2020, how excited I was for the new ownership that I had in seven figure flipping and all these cool things that we're going to do. I talked about the cruise in February that we're going to do then our uh, mastermind group in Atlanta. And then we had this uh, April event in Turks and Caicos that we were going to do for all the uh, seven figure club members. And then Chicago in July, flip hacking live in October in uh, Orlando down at Disney world and another dash Two CEO COO event. We were planning on doing two of those in 2020. Um, um, all of these things. The only thing that actually went down in that whole list was the February cruise. And that's when coronavirus was starting to hit over in China, moved its way over to us. And then all of our live events went virtual last year. We did not meet in person after that cruise. So definitely a challenging year for seven figure flipping. I had all these plans. I had all these things that I wanted to do all these events. And we, we had to make a huge shift in transition to our to, to become a virtual event company, basically. And I dove in head first and started doing virtual events, started speaking on other podcasts, virtual stages, all of these things, uh, doing webinars. I was doing a webinar a week. I was just crushing myself last year in 2020. So I'm going to dive into all of that. But I want to share like, you know, as we go, like to figure out how we reach our goals, right? Um, instead of how we haven't, like, we want to set goals that we can reach. We want to make sure that they're achievable. So in the next podcast that I do after this, we'll talk about goal setting. We'll talk about, uh, we'll show you how you can actionably do that, how you can dive in and set some really good goals. But I think they have to be reasonable and realistic. So my seven-figure flipping goals last year, I went back and listened to last year's uh, goal-setting podcast that I did. And I wanted to have over 1,000 people at Flip Hacking Live. And I said, in that room, like in the room together, right? And so we weren't in the same room, but we had about over, we had over 800 people at the event. And the interesting thing is when I really looked at it and I was on a stage in North Carolina, I could see everyone that was at Flip Hacking Live. If you were there, you saw the experience over those three days that we had together. And I could see husbands and wives on the same computer. I could see a room full of three or four people. I could see some of our members down, uh, you know, in a, in an Airbnb and there was like 11 of them in there. And so we might've sold over 800 tickets, but we definitely had over a thousand people that attended the event that actually got to experience it, which was really cool. And I think that if we were in person in Orlando, we were on track, uh, we would have hit over a thousand tickets. So I feel like that was a win. Now it wasn't in the room together, right? But I feel like what we did with the hand we were dealt was absolutely amazing. And everybody that attended Flip Hacking Live, I saw all the testimonials that you guys shared with us. Um, really cool to see the feedback that we got from that event. To be perfectly honest, I was pretty nervous when we made a transition from a live and in-person to a virtual event. I wasn't sure exactly how it was gonna go. I wasn't sure if people were gonna you know, get a lot out of it. I wasn't sure if they were gonna show up. I wasn't sure that they were gonna play all out. And you guys did. You guys, it was awesome to do that. Um, I, I, it was. Oh, it was so amazing uh, to be there, to spend those three days, to at the end, just see how much, um, you know, how much we were able to deliver to you guys. And so I had a, I wasn't sure. It was something that I'd never done before. But last year when I bought the company, I had three months to plan Flip Hacking Live. And then this year I had three months to plan, switch from a live event to a virtual event. So a lot of changes and a lot of things that, that I had to do. Um, 
Let's see. We wanted to raise $250,000 at Flip Hacking Live. I wanted to raise $250,000 for charity at Flip Hacking Live. I honestly think we probably would have done it in person at, in Orlando, but we were about halfway there this year. We raised just over $120,000 this year um, at Flip Hacking Live. So I feel like that was a win at, in a virtual event. I th- feel like there were some really incredibly generous donations and a lot of people gave even just from a small amount to some, some you know, $10,000 plus. It was really amazing to see that. And to kind of, you know, I, I don't know that a lot of people are doing that at a virtual event like this. So to, to see that we actually uh, matched uh, a little bit less than what we did last year, but pretty much right there in person was absolutely amazing. So you guys are incredible. Um, I wanted 50% or more of my runway members last year from our runway mastermind group to upgrade to altitude. So to kind of promote, to level up, to just kind of get their business to a point that they can move up to altitude. And, um, we saw close to that. We're probably in about the 30% that move from runway to altitude. And some of our runway members, it's really cool to see how they've maybe, uh, extended for another couple months in runway and have now moved up into altitude. So, that's kind of the idea here. It's like, we want to get going. Run, the Seven Figure Runway Mastermind Group is for is open just during Flip Hacking Live, and we close it for the whole year. And basically, we look at it like uh, the minor leagues, basically, until you're moving up to the, the masters, to the, to the major leagues, right? So I look at that as somebody who's just getting going or some folks who are building their business. Maybe it's just them, and they're not consistently doing deals. They might have a W-2 job, and they're starting to flip and wholesale on the side, and they just want to get their business going. And they want that the fundamentals, basically, the fundamental course. And so that's what we do. We put them through this program for a year together. We have accountability groups. We have um, online video series uh, about trainings and different things that we use inside of our company and uh, coaching calls. And now we're doing one-on-one laser coaching, some really cool stuff. And they're able to, to go along together to build their business, to work together, to help each other. Uh, private Facebook group where they're constantly asking questions. Um, I, in fact, I just went live in there right before this to talk about my health journey and some of my personal goal setting and some things that I want to do for them. So that's what we were able to do. I, we didn't hit the 50%. Half of the people did not move up, but I think that they will. I think over the next month or two months or three months, as they go through kind of runway 2.0, their second pass through there, just to get up to that level and uh, to move up to altitude. Um, the next one we had was I wanted the, the renewal rate. So the people who are in altitude to stay with us. So over 80% renewal rate. And right now we're just over 75% renewal rate. So we're moving towards 80%. We didn't hit that number, but like I said on the last podcast last year, that's kind of like our money ball as a company. If, if I know that we have such a great product that people stay year after year after year, and they don't want to leave, they constantly renew. That's what I want. I want raving fans. I want people that we've poured into that see this as a piece of their business. This is something that they are jumping into and committing to and know that it's not necessarily a one-year journey. It's really like a three to five-year journey. For me, I still get a ton from all the members inside the mastermind group. The fact that I own it is great, but I'm, I soak it in. I'm inside the Facebook groups. I'm at these events. I'm taking notes. Flip Hacking Live, I have my iPad full of notes from other speakers and things that I wanted to do and implement in my life and my business. And so it's amazing to be part of that. And a lot of times we think that we need to get from like zero to hundred deals in one year, but really it's a multi-year journey. So to have these folks renew is just, that's amazing for us. That's basically like we're voting with our dollars, right? We're saying, Hey, we want to stay in this group. We love this program. And to have an over 75% renewal rate is amazing to get over 80. I mean, 
you got to think there's people who decide to get out of business. There's people who um, they move, they do something else. They get another job offer. They move to another uh, type of industry. They do something different. They find another uh, passion, you know, it, that happens. And so in that, obviously there is going to be some people that don't renew year over year. So to have over 80% is really exciting. And where we're at right now, we're moving and we've been moving up year over year over year. So I can't wait to get in that 80, but we didn't hit that either, right? And then I also wanted 10 people to unlock the seven, the seven figure club. So to give out these awards at Flip Hacking Live. And if you were at Flip Hacking Live, you saw we blew away uh, the stage with those awards. We introduced lots of different awards this year. We introduced four awards this year. One is the first deal award. And so that's all the folks inside of our runway program that have done their first deal. And it might've been a first, um, uh, a first seller financing deal, a first wholesale deal, a first flip, whatever it was they were getting that first deal award. And then we had the liftoff awards. So it's all the people that were in the runway program that qualified for altitude. So doing 10 deals or more inside of a year. And then we also set up the seven figure club, which we had last year. So that's folks that were making over a million dollars in gross profit in their business in one year. And then we created something called the freedom award this year. And the freedom award, we have folks inside the mastermind group that might not want to build a seven figure business. So they, they want a lifestyle business. They might want something where they have time freedom, they have financial freedom, or they have impact freedom. They have this freedom to just go overseas and, and, and impact other people or right here in, in the US. And it's just giving back to the community. And so they're applying for those to say, hey, I've achieved freedom. I've unlocked it. So they might not be a seven-figure club member, but they might you know, do six or $700,000 or $500,000 a year. And it's them and two other people. And that's what they want. That's the business that they want to build. And that's perfectly okay. We're not just a company that is saying, if you don't grow seven figures a year, you're not successful. You, know, it, you, could, you could spend $2 million to make 1.5 and that doesn't work too well, does it? So we wanted to make sure that we're encouraging the right thing. And what we do here as a company is we try to unlock freedom for other people, help other people unlock freedom. And that's it. And so whether that's financial freedom and you want to make three, four, $5 million a year in your business and build a huge business, or if you just want to be you and maybe one or two other people, and you want to have a great lifestyle business where you can be on a beach somewhere and do a couple of deals and you don't need to do 150, 200 deals a year. You heard what I was doing with Blackjack this year coming up in 2021, some of the changes that we're making to dispose of properties in lots of different areas and building this administrative hub that we can use to do lots of deals and build our net worth and, and, uh, and some more passive income and things like that. So, uh, so we had more than 10 people unlock uh, the Seven Figure Club. If you're at Flip Hacking Live, you got to see the, all the Seven Figure Club awards that I got to give out. It's absolutely amazing. So much fun to do. So I would say from a Seven Figure Flipping goal standpoint. We did really well this year. Um, this year, we built the company. I probably had five people working with me at the beginning of the year, and we're close to 15 people now working with us. And I have some folks that work for Seven Figure Flipping and Blackjack. We were able to bring bookkeeping, accounting, um, uh, controller, like CFO positions into the company. So not only for Seven Figure Flipping and Blackjack Real Estate, but also my personal life. My entire personal financial statement is in QuickBooks now. I can pull a P&L for each month to see how much money I made. I can look at my balance sheet. I can do all kinds of stuff. It's absolutely amazing. So to be able to do something like that and bring in other companies uh, to allow me to grow personally and financially. It was amazing. So this was a great year for us. I think, you know, we had a lot of curveballs that were thrown at us. We, I, you heard me in the beginning. I was so excited about these events. If you go back and listen to last year's uh, podcast that I did, I was so excited about all of these events. The, the event at Turks and Caicos didn't happen at all. We canceled it. We had to give everybody their money back. 
The uh, Dash 2 events, we basically just put that out to pasture. We didn't do them. Um, we have the Dash 2 recording. So if you're training a COO, or a, you're a CEO that wants to hire and onboard a COO or you want to train one, you can buy the recordings from us from our event. It was an amazing event. You can just reach out to us at info at sevenfigureflipping.com. And we decided that instead of doing another event with everything that was happening, we can use the, the, the footage from there to make it even less money. We charged a lot of money for that event and to buy the recordings. And so why not go through that and use that as training? So that's an option for you. Flip Hacking Live, transition from a live event to a virtual event, huge curveball, right? The Atlanta event, we, we moved that Atlanta event trying to figure out what to do with it. We eventually went virtual. Our Chicago event, we moved from a Chicago to Nashville, we thought we could have it in Nashville in July. And then after the 4th of July, the, they shut down the city of Nashville. We had to cancel that event and go virtual too. So a lot of, a lot of, um, last minute changes and a lot of work for nothing this year. We put in, we actually planned three events for that July event. We were planning three different events for our Flip Hacking Live event and ended up going virtual. Lots of different things that happened. So that was, uh, those were the big ones for us at Seven Figure Flipping. And I'm, I'm excited about what's to come in 2021 for this community, for everything that we're doing. And um, so, I'm not going to share what my goals are for next year for seven figure flipping. We're going to work on those in January at annual planning, but I will tell you, you're going to hear it in my personal, I'm going to transition to my personal side, but my personal side, a lot of the goals that I'm going to have is balance and stability inside of my personal life and my business life. And I feel like 2020 was a challenge for me because when I, when the coronavirus hit and I saw, I had to jump back into business and I felt like I had to do a lot and I had to put everything on my shoulders. I feel like I put about 400% work into it. So like four times more work than I did last year, building up to Flip Hacking Live, just basically going on virtual stages, putting myself out there, going to other events, speaking on other podcasts, other blogs, Facebook uh, lives, things like that. And I really pushed myself to a limit to, to a, almost like a breaking point right before Flip Hacking Live. And um, I saw that I, I didn't really see what was happening in my personal life because of it. And with the coronavirus and everything else that that brought, that brought a lot of us kind of coming back in the house. I actually moved out of the house and got an office down, right down the street because of that. And um, just to get out of the house and our kids were back in the house. And we had a couple different uh, nannies that were uh, transitioning in and out of our lives, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure and anxiety built up inside of our house. And so I was spending a lot of time here diving back into the business. And I put in about four times the, the effort with probably like an increase of 25 to 30% on the back end of what we were doing. So what I said to my team after Flip Hacking Live was, I don't ever want to work that hard again. I don't want any of us to have to work that hard. I don't want you guys to feel like you have to work 12, 14 hour days and try to keep up with me. So we really got to get a healthy balance inside of our company too. And a culture that is not just work, work, work. We have hard work as one of our core values, but that doesn't mean work hard and work tirelessly and work nonstop. And that's kind of what it was like. And I was setting the example uh, myself. So keep this in mind, you run a business, you have some other people that, that work with you and they might say that they love the fact that they work and they are workaholics and they're just like you, but really you're setting the tone. You're setting the, there's a silent tone that you're setting in there and an example that they're watching. And they might not say that, I mean, even this was coming up in some of our L10 meetings, people were like, well, do we say that we don't like, we don't, we promote a healthy lifestyle, work-life balance and all that stuff. But we're sending emails out on Saturday at 10 o'clock at night and Sunday at 
you know, 2 PM and, and Monday night at midnight and things like that. Like, and some of the people are saying, well, that's just, that's how I like to work. And I really enjoy it. And I was kind of condoning it. And I was also condoning it by doing it. Like when you get an email from the owner at 11 o'clock at night on a Monday night, you might feel like you should respond, you know? So that's one thing that I had to take ownership and responsibility of and stock in myself is how am I showing up for the company? Uh, I, you know, I talked about it last year, but I put my phone in the box uh, that I gave to my wife for Christmas the year before from 5.30 to 7.30 every night and just spent family time. And um, it was huge for her. And I didn't even realize that. And when I bought this company, I even talked about it on the podcast last year that I stopped doing that. And I couldn't believe that one year, when I went back and listened to my year in review and my goal setting from a year ago, a lot of the personal stuff that I was talking about, I didn't really do this year. And I said I was going to do it and I tried to do it. And I, I thought, well, I say that I tried to do it, but I didn't. I didn't really try. And it's a shame because I almost lost a lot of things. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to go now into my uh, 2020 plans. I want to read those for uh, my family. And then I'm going to talk about some of the annual goals. So I use the uh, Boldly & Co. Planner. So I use Nina uh, Ferrara's planner. And I love it. It's amazing. And in the beginning, they have 30-day goals, six-month goals, and long-term goals. So I sat down last year and I wrote out my 30-day goals, my six-month goals, and my long-term goals. And they're in nourishment, movement, mindset, community and connection, restoration, surroundings, purpose and passion, and professional growth. And I'm just going to read them to you guys because um, I think it's important to see what happened last year. So this is in the beginning of 2020. My 30-day goals, here they are. In nourishment, continue to hit my macros leading up to the cruise. So I was on this macro diet. I, was, um, I had a coach and I was, I, I was cutting, you know, basically trying to get in really good shape for the cruise. Uh, I hit that. I did it. And by the way, I did all these 30-day goals, so I'm just going to read them. Nourishment, continue to hit my macros leading up to the cruise. Movement, minimum four days a week in the gym and new exercises. Mindset, plan for the cruise and expand my thinking on marketing. Community and connection, spend quality time with the members of Seven Figure Flipping on the cruise and actually listen. And that's all highlighted because I talk a lot. Restoration, unplug from email most of the day. Surroundings, clean and tidy my office fully. So my home office was a disaster. I cleaned and tidied it in the first 30 days. Purpose and passion. Find strength to own the integrator seat for seven-figure flipping. So I was in the visionary and the integrator seat, and I, found this, I wanted to find the strength to own the integrator seat, and I did. Professional growth. Focus on building out my team for seven-figure flipping. So all those were hit. All those were met. So my six-month goals. Nourishment. Focus on building muscle and eating well. Keep sugar out and maintain it. So I don't feel like I did a very good job of that. I let sugar creep back in, um, but I did focus on building muscle and eating well. So I think I, the majority of that I hit. Movement, uh, bench press 275 pounds. So I wanted to do 225 five times. I did not meet that. I, did, I could do 225 pounds uh, four times and about 255. So my mindset, attend events and develop the mindset for my Flip Packing Live presentations. I feel like I hit that. Community and connection, join and be actively participating in my local church group. So interesting, this was my six-month goals. Um, my church groups basically shut down. Church shut down uh, March. So I didn't hit that. Restoration, no phones in the evenings. I did not hit that. That was a big goal of mine, and I didn't hit it. I consciously said that I'm not going to do that because I need my phone. I need to constantly work if we're going to make and hit our goals this year. So I'll talk more about that. Surroundings, decide on the office, whether we get an office or not for seven-figure flipping. So I hit that. We did get an office. Purpose and passion, donate one house, and then one event in support of our charity. 
And so we donated a house and we did an event in support of charity. So that was a check. Professional growth. Hire and have a marketing manager up and running for seven-figure flipping. And I did that. I had hired a marketing manager. Unfortunately, I ended up firing that marketing manager for the company. Um, but at that time, my six-month goals, I hit it. So pretty good. I was, I was tracking pretty well. There's a couple things that were out of my control. And then here's my long-term goals for the year. Nourishment. Continue to focus on good foods and well-being. I'll tell you how I'm doing on that. The past two months, I've been eating like garbage. I just hired my coach. We're starting January 4th. And I'm going to start back on my macronutrient diet and with some accountability for the next quarter with my coach. Movement, a triathlon or Ironman or another, or another marathon. So I've, ran, I've run probably seven, eight marathons in my life. And I wanted to start doing triathlons, Ironmans uh, or another marathon. So I didn't do that. Another, uh, another X. Mindset, grow past my limiting beliefs for Flip Hacking Live this year. I feel like I accomplished that. Community connection, have regular meetups at my house with new friends. Uh, I, I think that was kind of out of my hands, but I, I definitely have the goal to do that, but that didn't happen. Restoration, two email times per day and no phone after hours. So I would say throughout the year, that's no way that that happened. I jumped back in my email. I was on my phone all the time. Um, there was a lot of things going on and I, was, I, I did not hit that. Now, today, did I hit that? Yes. I'm not in my email anymore. Um, I'm not on my phone in the evenings. And I'm going to talk about that and the, and the changes that happened. Uh, surroundings. I uh, wanted a central headquarters for seven-figure flipping, and we have that. We have that right here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. We have an office, central headquarters. Um, we've started to move people here. Uh, we've hired uh, around here in Nashville. So we definitely hit that. Purpose and passion. Raise $250,000 for our charity. So a charity raising $250,000. We probably hit somewhere close to $200,000 with all the events and everything that we did this year, which is amazing. But we definitely didn't uh, exceed $250,000 like I wanted to. Professional growth. Hire an integrator for seven-figure flipping. We did that, but we took a step back recently. So there's uh, probably more to come on that, but uh, we definitely hit that this year. Um, it turned out that you know the company needs something a little bit different. So um, we'll see where we go with that in the future. So it's interesting. The 30-day goals, I, we crushed the 30-day goals. Six-month goals, I was doing pretty well. And then towards the end of the year, I, I was about 50% on my long-term goals. What does that tell me? It tells me a couple things. Number one, it tells me that I might not be that good at setting annual goals. Like I'm good at setting short-term goals, but I really need to work on my long-term goals. The other thing that could happen is you don't know everything that's going to happen. So maybe after three months, come March, I probably should have looked at those long-term goals and made adjustments on them. We actually sat down as a, as a company inside of our L10 meeting and said, you know, is this what we want to do? Do we really think that we can hit these goals this year? And I said, I, in my head, I said, yes, we can hit them. We just need to work harder. And I think that's a mistake. Like, well, I know it's a mistake now. Looking back, I mean, I almost worked myself, I'm going to work myself into early grave and I almost worked myself out of my family. And it's really scary to think about that. And because what's it all for, right? So um, you've really got to take into, into consideration and into stock about, you know, what's the most important thing in your life? And we'll get into that a little bit. I... I'm going to read my 2020 plan. So last year we set up um, a goal, a goal worksheet that you can uh, download and it had your 2019 year in review and it had your 2020 plans and uh, you could rate each area of your life. And I talked about it on the podcast that I did last year of where I was and, and what I needed to work on. And then um, it said for each item that is at a three or below. So we have a zero through five in family, friends, love, fun, faith, career, wealth, health, personal growth and environment. 
And for anything that's a three or below, what do you need to do to move it up one level? So what do you need to move it up? So we want to make sure that we don't have a flat tire in some of these areas. So again, family, friends, love, fun, faith, career, wealth, health, personal growth, and environment. And I'll tell you the areas that I was a three and below. Family, friends, love, fun, and environment. Those were the five areas of the 10 that I was below, three or below. So below the bar, frankly. You want to be in a four or five. And so here's what I said that I needed to do to get them above the bar. Family. I said I needed to be able to unplug and be present when I'm with my family. I need to be able to turn it off. So I've got my iPad here, and I'm going to start writing on them. Did I do that or not? Friends, make time for local friends, in person and not online around the country. Be intentional and build those relationships by planning get-togethers and being social. Love, date night with Lucy once a week at least with no kids. No kids is in caps with exclamation points at the end. Fun, not taking everything so seriously and relax. More Disney vacations. Seriously though, just enjoy life and remember that the days are long, but the years are short. Environment. Remove the toxic people in my life and be okay with that. Also keep a clean and organized office. When I look at this, it makes me a little bit sad. It was actually, I've been putting off creating this podcast for a few reasons. And one is because I didn't do any of these things. I didn't. When I look back at this, I say, you know, I wrote these down early January. And then what did I do? So here's my big goal. What does success look like in 12 months in these two areas? So my personal and my career. My big goal, I'm going to forget about the career because I talked about those. We hit pretty much all of those. My personal life, be a better husband by supporting my family as much as I can and unplug, be present. At least two family trips to Disney World and one trip out of the country, Lucy and no kids. Give away two houses free and clear to veteran families and over $100,000 to charity. So these three areas, like, the family trips to Disney World, we ended up doing that. <laughs> I went down to Disney, but let me tell you when I did it. October and November. So I just was able to accomplish this after Flip Hacking Live. Be a better husband by supporting my family as much as I can and unplug and be present. Uh, I was the opposite of that leading up to Flip Hacking Live. And I think, you know, we work and work and work and we have to be very careful about the balance in our life. And me being able to unplug, I've, had, I've struggled with that for the past probably seven years. Uh, ever since I got into real estate, even flying, even when I was um, flying for the Navy, um, it was a challenge to unplug, but not like it is when you're an entrepreneur. Like you're always on. People are always need your time. You're, you're, you're a business owner. You don't have an off switch. So it's up to us as business owners to do that. We have to be intentional about it and we have to do it. So Let's see, personal life this year, um, we had some depression, some anxiety inside the household, some things that um, really hit home. Um, and we, Lucy and I just, I just felt like we were, we were struggling. And I've talked about that before. And a lot of people that are close to me know, if you're inside the mastermind group, you know that. And we have three kids. Our middle son is special needs. He's had four open heart surgeries. His first six months he was alive. He's, um, at, he's been in the hospital every single year around Thanksgiving or Christmas with RSV. It's a respiratory virus. 
um, that can kill a kid like that. He is, he's hard. He doesn't talk. He just started to walk, just started to eat, just started to drink. Like it's a challenge. He screams all the time. Um, he's equivalent probably to, um, uh, some children with autism that, um, they, like they know what they want to say. They just can't say it. They, it's just, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And I don't mean to say that we have it any harder than anybody else, but giving you idea of what that's like. And we have another son who's about 14 months younger than him. And they're basically twins now. And Lucas is starting to surpass him with the, his speech and a lot of what he can do, motor skills, things like that. And our son, Will, is a very strong, opinionated little boy, too. Um, also very helpful and super smart. So a lot going on in our life. My wife works at uh, Starbucks, um, you know, like, you know, half, half the week. Um, we have some help around the house, but there's a lot of stress. And we were constantly just kind of like putting the kids first instead of, each other first and then ourselves first. So a lot of what we just talked about on the podcast with Bill, Amanda, and Molly Jane, the reason I brought them on is because when we went together to that Wilder Wellness Center, there was something that happened there that we realized that we need to take care of ourselves. Like we are the most important than each other and then the kids. And Amanda said something on the podcast. She said, um, why, why do I look at this man, her husband at the, at the time there, where it, it, who came before these children? Like how is he not more important than these children? And so a lot of what I was doing was I was just showing up to like any, whatever it takes for the kids, for the family. I was just going to burn the candle at both ends and just try to be everything to everybody and, um, and not take care of myself so that I can show up better for everyone else. And what I was also doing is I was, I was getting my fulfillment. I was getting my human needs, my six human needs. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot. I was getting my human needs fulfilled by work. And so what does that feel like to your spouse? Your spouse feel like, feels like they're not involved in your life. They're not giving you the things that you need, so they're not needed. And when your spouse feels like they're not needed or wanted, even more important, wanted, then they start looking to have their needs fulfilled elsewhere, whether that's work, whatever it is. It could be, it could be alcohol. It could be um, destructive things. It could be lots of things. And so for me, like my drug of choice was work, and I'm just going to I'm going to do a webinar Wednesday at 7.30 or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, and I thought all of that was going to lead to the family being successful, right? But I wasn't unplugging. I was just plugging in more. And coronavirus hit and where I really should have slowed down and spent more time with the family. I actually spent more time at work trying to make sure that everything was okay, that we would actually continue to grow and continue to build a business in a pandemic where it was really hard. And so, you know, all of this push, all of this drive towards these businesses that I was building was, was moving me further away from my family. And that's really hard to think about now. When I sat down in October, I basically, you know, I got through Flip Hacking Live. And at the end of Flip Hacking Live, I was like, just, oh, it's just like rough. So what a lot of you don't know, and I'm just going to share this right now, because maybe it'll help somebody out there and you need to hear it, is sometimes there's a breaking point that you hit. There's a catalyst in, in change. There's something that you'll look back and you'll remember. You'll be able to put your finger on it as the defining moment of that time in your life. And I had a defining moment in this time of my life. I had my wife who we had talked about like how hard it is, how you know we're struggling, how we've been going to counseling and doing lots of things to try to figure out how to reconnect, how to, how to move forward, how to basically how to get back to where we were before but as you heard in the recent podcast that I did, it's about killing the past and moving forward and being stronger and, and continuing to get to know that person you are now. 
But we didn't know that. We didn't realize that. And she called me about a week before Flip Hacking Live and said that she wanted a divorce. And I, I immediately said, okay, you know, I don't want that. That's not what I want for my family, for me, for her, for our children. But I can't force somebody and convince them to stay, right? And so I didn't know what to do. I, uh, it's, you get into this, like, this point of you don't even believe it. It's not true. It's, it's not going to happen. And I just kind of kept going. And it wasn't until I got back from Flip Hacking Live. So if you were at Flip Hacking Live and you saw me, you might have no idea that I had just found out that my wife wanted a divorce. And she was, uh, I'm going to share a little bit more information here. She was living in a separate bedroom of our house at the time. And basically just, that was it. Like I, 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 I was like, I can fix this, right? I'm, I'm Superman. I can do it, whatever it takes. Right. And I was just going to pour in. And I knew for about three months before that, that I needed to elicit a change in myself and my relationship, but I didn't fully commit. I didn't go all in. I said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to work on this. And I did, I worked on it, but I would say it was surface level work. It wasn't deep work. It wasn't the stuff that we've done recently. And so the, the big defining moment was us sitting in the therapist's office right after Flip Hacking Live. And um, actually, it was after I got back from Disney World. I went to Disney World, took the, took the kids to Disney World. And uh, when we got back, um, we were sitting on the therapist's uh, couch. And she said, it was a Monday. And she said, I have an appointment with a, a lawyer on Friday. And that was it. That was my fight or flight time. I can go all in and I can de be determined to to work on myself and to figure out like, what had, what have I done here? Like what is, and take responsibility and ownership. We talk so much about ownership and responsibility and I'm not, I wasn't able to unplug. I wasn't able to do all those things, but I'll tell you what, Tony Robbins has a quote that says, turn decades into days. And honestly, what happened next was me just going to my wife and sharing exactly how I felt about her. And there was a, there was about a day and a half of me just being, being just, just angry. I was angry and it was fight time. You know, I was just going to argue. I was going to, I guess that's flight in this case. It's just, Hey, okay, fine. That's what you want. Fine. And I'm, you know, I, I, I'm still in love with you. So I can't be around you. I can't, I, I need you, you know, all of these things. So just, I was just not myself. And a couple of days later, I just went to her and I said, you know what, I, I'm, I'm never going to be able to forgive myself if I don't share this with you, the way that I feel and remind you of how, how we came together, why we came together and who we are. And, and I did, I shared uh, a very vulnerable, open, like got very raw, very sensitive, um, told her how I feel and expecting nothing in return. And then I just walked away. And the next day, uh, things changed. She, she, there's a couple other things that happened, some other things that she got that she saw from other people and, um, and things changed. We were, we, we got to a point where we were both at the essence, right? If you attended Flip Hacking Live and you saw my presentation about the Shrek, uh, we, we killed off the old us and we got to the essence of who we are. And I, we really saw what each other wanted and needed. And at that point, we realized that we have to, we have to work on this and we have to recommit to each other. And we did together. So both parties have to agree to this, right? But the easy way is to turn your back and, and say, fine, you want a divorce? Fine. 
I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to do this, move out all these things. So let's go to the lawyers. And she canceled her lawyer appointment that week. And that was huge. That was, that, that it was the defining moment in my relationship and who I was and who I wanted to be. And I'll tell you now, when you talk about family, be able to unplug and be present with when I'm with my family and turn it off. I, I can do that. And I, I'm doing it and I'm using ice baths. I'm using cold water therapy. I'm using cold shower. I'm using meditation, all these different things that we talked about over the past couple of podcasts. I'm using that stuff to be able to do that. Friends, make time for local friends in person, not online around the country. Be intentional, build those relationships by planning get togethers and being social. We are doing that. I am, I am doing that on a regular basis. Just had some people over uh, this past week. Jason and Pili just moved here from New Jersey. They have three kids, same age as ours. We are uh, going to the zoo with other people. We're trying to reconnect with local friends. I'm having some lunches with other people in the local area here that I know. Um, we're doing some really cool stuff. We just bought a horse. Um, I'm trying to buy a farm right now behind our house. There's 13 acres behind our house that I'm trying to buy right now. And it's really about being intentional with that stuff because we're going we're gonna to have friends over. We're going to get some animals. We're going to get some chickens. We're going to you know, plant some crops. We're going to get back to, to nature. We're going to get back to these things. And we're going to fill up our love bucket, our internal love bucket. Love, date night with Lucy once a week, at least with no kids. We've had a date night every single week, once a week at least, every single week since that day. And today I'm recording this on Tuesday. We're going out right at, right after I get off of this, she's coming over here in about 10 minutes and we're going out for the rest of the day on date all day, all day, all afternoon, all evening. And we're just going to have a great time. And I'm surprising her. I'm doing random things. I'm finding cool stuff. I'm taking a couple hours to plan the date night. I'm not just saying, what do you want to do? Let's go eat dinner and go to a movie. No, I'm planning like a whole, a whole day together and different things that we can do that I think, and I don't know how much longer I can do this. I'm not the most creative person, but I'm doing that. Fun, not take everything so seriously and relax. More Disney vacations. Seriously though, just enjoy life and remember that the days are long, but the years are short. And I'll tell you, I am trying to live every single day that if it's my last breath, then I'm okay with that. Like I actually can feel like I've done everything that day that I need to do. I'm not carrying around this weight. I'm not, I'm going to share when I'm upset or frustrated or angry, I'm going to share that right away. I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to communicate. We're going to do those things and I'm going to have some fun, you know, not take everything so seriously. Like we just bought a Jeep and we've been going off-roading and, and mudding and, and random stuff. We, we, I'm really enjoying that. I, I bought a horse yesterday. I'm going to go, I can't wait till it gets here tomorrow. I'm going to go horseback riding. If I feel like I just want to throw the saddle on the horse and jump on, I'm going to do it. And keep in mind, I've only ridden one horse in my entire life one time. And it was like last week. But I'll tell you, I fell in love with this little horse. It's so cool. Oh, I can't wait. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to take everything so seriously. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to smile more. Kyle, you hear that? I'm going to smile some more. Environment. Remove the toxic people in my life and be okay with that. Also keep a clean and organized office. Uh, I need to work on this. My office is a disaster. It looked like a bomb went off all the time. But I, I definitely, the toxic people in my life, like what I've realized is that everybody in my life is there for a reason. And I will absolutely remove toxic people from my life and turn it off. But I've been way more open and understanding and forgiving to other people and realizing that everybody's got something going on. And we talked about it on a couple of the previous podcasts with Amanda and Bill and Molly Jane you never really know what's going on in those other people's lives. So just being compassionate and understanding and, and forgiving and, and just listen. Like I'm just trying to listen more. So all this stuff is happening, you know, be a better husband by supporting my family as much as I can to unplug and be present. Being present was the struggle that I've had for so long. 
at least two family trips to Disney World and one trip out of the country with Lucy. We didn't get the trip out of the country this year, but I made sure that I got those trips to Disney World at the end of the year. And we already have lots of stuff planned for 2021. Um, my Christmas gift from her was a 2021 calendar. And she's this live in the moment, day by day person. She has some anxiety and some, some struggles for planning the future. And I love to plan the future. And so I'm trying to live more in the moment and she's trying to live more in the, a, a bit of planning in the future. And we're helping each other with that. And so we planned a lot of 2021. Obviously it's in pencil. We're going to have to make some changes, but we have multiple Disney trips. We have uh, trips planned. Uh, we we want to go back to Africa and go on safari again. So we got one of those planned towards the end of the year next year. Um, we're, we're both going to go to our uh, trip overseas um, or uh, in the Caribbean this year. We have an island mastermind in April that Lucy's going to come with me on. And we also have a surgery for James coming up. We have a, a heart cath for him in March that's scheduled. And we have a surgery for him probably around May for his uh, hopefully last and final surgery, open heart surgery. So and her being willing to plan all of that. We also have two weeks with her family in uh, end, of, uh, Ju- end of June, early July down in Orlando um, that they're going to fly over here. We got a lot of stuff planned this year. And just to be her, like be willing to do that is, is really exciting. So uh, give away two houses free and clear to veteran families. So we, we got that done, which is awesome. And I talked about that in the last podcast. So a lot of stuff here for professional and personal, but I think it goes together. I've spent so much time in the seven-figure flipping company this year, and I really just kind of, I carried a lot of the weight on myself, and I, I, I wasn't willing to back down from the goals that we set pre-COVID and, and, and huge goals in January, and things change in life and in business, and we've got to be willing to, to adjust with that. So I'm hoping that in sharing all this, I realize it's a lot of information. It's very personal, but again, this is my year in review podcast, and this is the kind of stuff that, that I'm willing and open to share. Like, there's probably somebody that's listening to this right now. It might be you who is going through something like that, or you're close to it. And I'm going to tell you, like, don't wait to get to that breaking point, to that defining moment, to that, that time of fight or flight before you start doing something about it. Like, um, there's a movie that I absolutely love and, um, it's called the greatest showman. You probably, if you come to Flip Packing Live or have any of our events and listen to the music that we play, you probably know um, that I love this movie. And Hugh Jackman is going through this movie, if you haven't seen it, and he is building an amazing empire, right? It's the story of P.T. Barnum and uh, the circus, and he's building this amazing, amazing thing. And he's got an incredible family. He's got two little girls, beautiful wife, and he's going through this. And he screws it up. You know, he puts too much time and he loses focus on what's important. And at the end, there's a song called From Now On. And I listen to that song all the time. And when I hear those lyrics in that song, it reminds me of what's possible. Like you could be the person sitting in that bar by yourself, crushed, with no family, with no, any, it's just the important things that you think that you're working towards, that you're giving lip service to that you're working towards, whether it's your mission in life, your personal mission and drive and who you're going to be and what you're going to become and the impact that you're going to make on the world, um, your family, whatever it is to you could be gone if you don't pay attention to it and treat yourself right. So that from now on song is one that I listen to when I need, I need to come back to what's important. And I would encourage all of you to go listen to it. 
and and put yourself in that situation if you're close to it or you're you're trending there or heading there and pull yourself back and say okay what's important and really sit down and we're going to give you the opportunity to download this 2021 goal sheet and write down and think about those areas in your life that you need to get up to a 4 or a 5 and honestly these these areas in my life if you were if you listen to the recording from the cruise if you're one of our mastermind members you'll hear me say these same areas where I was struggling in for, for like a year plus. And I haven't given it the attention and the time that it needs. I've given it lip service. So if you really want to elicit a change in yourself, your personal life, your professional life, whatever it is, if you really want to elicit a change, you've got to commit the time and the energy to it and not just say that you're going to go there or you're going to do that thing. Like you have to get just as much of yourself to that as you do to your business or you do to whatever it is. So family, friends, love, fun, and environment. They're still my areas of weakness. They're still the areas that I need to pour into. All of those things I need to do to get them up one. And faith is another one. Faith is one on here. I feel like my faith went down this year because we weren't going into church. We, I was focused on other things. My career, my wealth, my health, even my health is start, you know, starting. I'm starting to get to that place where I need to dive back into that. I need to really focus on it. I need to stop eating sugar and, and desserts that I love so much. Um, so it's really important to, to not just write this stuff down, but to look at it on a regular basis. Like those family, friends, love, fun, and environment that I read, all those things, what I should do to get it up one level. I wrote that down and I put it in a, I put it in a bookshelf somewhere and I didn't look at it again until right now. And it's so easy to see what I should have done when I look at, like, I know what I need to do on January 1st. And now I look at it right after Christmas and it's the same, like, it took a very, very difficult situation and a breaking point and a potential loss of my spouse to get me to do these things. Don't let that happen to you. And if it has happened to you or is happening to you, do something about it. You can, you can elicit the change in your relationship, in your business, in your life. You can be the one to turn it around. You can be the one who walks up to your spouse or your business partner or whoever it is, and you become vulnerable and you tell them, what you need to tell them so that if it, if we did end up getting divorced, if Lucy and I, if Lucy said, you know what, I'm sorry, I just don't love you. I'm leaving. At least I would have known that I gave everything that I could. I played all out. I left it all on the field and she knew. And I'm so thankful that she felt the same way because I know when we go back eight years to that day that we met, and that's what I shared with her, the day that we met. And I talked about it at Flip Hacking Live a couple of years ago. I told the story. I was crying when I told it. But in that place, in that beer garden in England on my birthday, when I saw her, I knew that she was the one. I knew. I knew that second. And I had to fight to win her over. And I'm not ever going to stop fighting. And I just won't because I know. I know that we, we, we should be together. I know that I want her and I want her to keep wanting me her whole life. And I'm going to chase her for the next 40, 50. I want 30, 40 years from now for me to look back in this defining moment that we have, we look back and we say, thank God that we did this. Thank God that we both saw that at that time and we weren't willing to quit. It's a lot harder to keep going than it is to turn around. It's a lot harder to try to stay together than to get divorced. So I don't know. 
if you need to hear this about divorce, if you need to hear this about health, about family, fun, friends, love, faith, career, wealth, health, personal growth environment, whatever it is for you, wherever your flat tires are, it's, it's sometimes it's a hard road to get those numbers up, but that's what you need. You got to take time. And remember when you take time and energy and you put it into one of those, it's going to come away from one of the other ones. And that's okay. Like, honestly, if my wealth comes down a little bit or my personal growth comes down a little bit and I put a lot more into family, fun, love, those things, I'm okay with that. Like I've got to find balance. So last year, my word was clarity. And I'm going to share goal setting and things like that coming up. But last year, my word was clarity. And in all this, I got a ton of clarity. I hate the way that I got it, but I got it. It was a very, very challenging year for me personally. Professionally, it was okay. Uh, I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about my, who I am as a person and who I am as a professional. But it was a challenging year personally, really challenging. And I don't think it was the coronavirus. I don't think it was, I, I, I'm telling you, I asked for clarity. God gave me clarity. I got it. But I'll tell you what, I'm seeing very clear right now. And I'm so happy that I got it. And I'll give you a little sneak peek of next year. Uh, I'll share my goals at some point. I don't know if it'll be on the next podcast, the one after that. But my word for this year of 2021 is balance. Finding and maintaining balance in my personal life and my professional life is going to be the most important thing that I do this year. And so I've had, I've had words every year for the past few years that I've used. My first one was stability in 2019. 2020 was clarity and 2021 is going to be balance. So I'm excited about what's to come. I'm excited about where I am and the, the personal struggle that I went on this year because I feel like that butterfly at the end now. I feel like I, I'm seeing clear I'm excited about what's to come and I need to continue to put in the work and I'm going to, and I'm going to find that balance and I'm going to continue to, to balance that personal and professional life now. So hopefully this was helpful. Seven figure flipping year in review, personal year in review with a lot of, uh, a lot of detail that you may or may not wanted to hear, but um, we're not all like, everything's not perfect for everybody. There's um, it's so funny. There's, uh, there's that social media person. There's that perfect life. There's the, there's what you see on the outside of the people walking around. Uh, um, I just muscled through life. I talked about it. I was muscling through there. There's no, there's nobody at flip hacking live that didn't know me that I, I don't think that saw that I was going through any of this. Like, um, I, I have a job to do. I have to get on stage and I have to perform and I have to make sure that you guys get the most motivation, the most excitement, the most uh, content, the, the most, what you paid for. And there's a lot going on. Uh, you know, it, that was hard. And at the end of that, I was, I was burned out and, uh, it was, I, I'm just so thankful that we got to a place where, um, it's just a major upswing. We were able to kill that past and move on in the future together. So I'm excited about what's to come. I uh, expect uh, to see a lot more of that. If you're uh, so follow me on social media. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you've probably seen um, a lot of a big difference in the smiles that we have, the time that we're spending together, the photos that like all that stuff is real, man. That's it's just amazing what's happening right now uh, in my life. And um, I hope that you guys all find the clarity that you need um, now or in the future. And I hope that you all find the balance that you need 
uh, in your personal and professional life. And I think it's really, really important. And I know all my staff inside Seven Figure Flipping, all my staff inside Blackjack, everybody that I come in contact with in my personal life, um, I'm going to promote that to them too. And um, you might, might not get an answer, for, answer from us in an email at 7 p.m. And I'm okay with that as the business owner. I, I'm going to encourage my team and my staff to make sure that they're filled up personally and their family has them when they need them and they're unplugged when they need to be unplugged and they're plugged in when they need to be plugged in. So uh, I'll tell you, you're going to see a much better output from me, from my staff, from everything that we do when we have the balance that we need. And that's going to be my focus in 2021. So let me ask you this. What's your focus going to be in 2021? How was 2020 for you personally, professionally, in your business, in your personal life, everything that you were doing? Take some stock in that. Sit down and do it. The fact that I do this, I put it out there. I can listen to it next year. It's just amazing. I, can, I don't have to repeat the same cycle. I mean, I, I listened to last year's and I realized that I didn't take my own advice. I didn't. I'm going to start listening to this like every quarter, once a month, and make sure that I keep going. So... I've done some really interesting things to make sure that I remember how incredible my spouse is, how incredible my family is, how important they are to me. And I can look at that every single day. It's up on the wall. It's on my phone. It's all over the place to remind me. And we need those reminders, those constant reminders of, of how incredible our life is, how beautiful it is and how good we have it. So, um, there it is. That's the year in review. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, a lot of personal stuff and struggles and hopefully you don't have to go through the same thing as me and hopefully you can take some of this advice. Uh, I'd love to hear your feedback from this podcast, from everything that we do, from the emails. You can just reply to the email, uh, take a screenshot of this podcast, share it on social media, tag me at Bill Allen REI, um, anything, the 500K challenge, the mastermind group, anything that we're doing, give us a review. You can give us a review here on iTunes. Uh, you can give the mastermind group a review on Google, uh, seven figure flipping on Google. Just, you know, that, that kind of stuff is huge for us. Our YouTube channel, a lot of stuff goes on YouTube. Subscribe to our Seven Figure Flipping YouTube channel, like our videos, share them, those kind of things. So um, tell us what you want. Tell us what you want to hear, what you need. Uh, going into 2021, I've got some really exciting stuff planned. I got some big goals, big dreams, some uh, changes that we're going to make, but it's all going to be in balance. So um, if you're interested in joining the mastermind group, just go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, the number sevenfigurealtitude.com, and and put in an application. Just tell us, this is the kind of stuff that we talk about. This is the kind of things that we do at our quarterly meetings, talk about inside the Facebook group, um, on all the accountability calls, the accountability groups, the coaching calls, all the stuff that we do. So we'd love to be a part of it. If this makes sense for you, if this is the kind of stuff that you like, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and you've been on the fence, jump in. Let's have a conversation. There's no... Um, no obligation. Um, Dave is such a great person to talk to. Dave and Medina are amazing. Um, get on the phone, talk to them, see if it's a fit. If it's not, no problem. So we'd love to see you. We'd love to have you. And uh, um, I, I, we just would love to unlock freedom for more real estate investors. And that's what this is all about. And we've also got our 500K challenge that's still going. Uh, go to 500kchallenge.com and, and sign up, raise some money, get your business rolling and uh, get into 2021 with a bunch of cash ready to buy some houses. Our, we just dropped like four contracts this week. It's really exciting uh, what's happening now. A lot of our follow-up is coming through. So I'm excited about that. So, uh, all right, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Have a great one. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and you have a great new year coming up uh, this week. And uh, the next goal setting one will be uh, right after new year in 2021. And we'll get rolling uh, the right way. So, um, you know, take some stock in, in 2020, where you've been, what you need, where you're at and, uh, and how you can move forward in, uh, in 2021. All right, see ya. 
What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30-day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.